You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call. As today, your Indiana Hoosiers defeated Jackson State 90 to 51 on this Black Friday, uh, a result that puts the Indiana's record uh, at six and zero, going into a huge matchup next Wednesday against North Carolina. I'm your host, the coach Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips, and we'll break it down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. So uh, turn on your TV to the soccer game, mute it, uh, listen to us for about 30 minutes. We will get you back to the soccer game uh, for the second half uh, to watch USA upset uh, England or to get back to your Black uh, Friday shopping, whatever it is. But um, uh, Indiana was able to to put this game away early. Uh, They came out against the Jackson State zone. It was 9-9 early on, and then all of a sudden the defensive uh, tempo picked up, uh, eliminated some of the things that Jackson State were, was going to do, allowed Indiana to get out into some transition offense and, and able to stretch the game out uh, to where it was a 16-point lead at halftime. And then the really impressive thing was what I thought the response coming out of second half. It wasn't an early start syndrome. It wasn't a Black Friday thing. They came out, and Indiana basketball played really well in the second half, leading to 90-51. Uh, to 50. Uh, one. So let's start the, the show the way we start uh, every show, and that is with our banner moment. And today's banner moment is Xavier Johnson hitting two threes to get Indiana going offensively early in the, the second half. Th- there were a lot of moments. We're going to talk about some outstanding performances, Tamar Bates and, and others, uh, in, in our abbreviated Black Friday show. But I really thought Xavier controlled the game uh, throughout. Uh, he was just um, had one of his better shooting nights as he hit uh, several three-pointers. But those two three-pointers kind of broke the ice, pushed Indiana out to a 17-9 to lead, 17-10 to lead, I believe, and then Indiana never looked back. And that's what you need from your uh, senior uh, point guard uh, to get the game going. So that is our banner moment for today. Okay, our banner moment today is also always brought to you by... Homefield Apparel now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their second as a presenting sponsor of Back Home Network. As you surely know by now, Homefield has the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you'll find anywhere, with beloved logos like two different versions of the Bison. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos uh, for all of them. We're all buying Homefield. There's some nice Black Friday codes. Uh, get get to homefieldapparel.com. Buy those people who are special in your life and you're thankful for uh, some Homefield apparel. But no matter what you buy, you know that it'll be comfortable and colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. What could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME for 15% off your entire first order, or I believe it's Black Friday code. Uh, is available as well to get some money off here uh, on your purchases. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. 
Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And, Ryan, one of the things that just made me smile today was when you texted, this is fun, uh, to our group uh, text. So I'm interested in what you're going to rant about. Yeah, that that second uh, – the second – you know, half of the first half basically it was really a lot of fun watching the young guys out there running uh, Tamar Bates. That, that's what I'm going to focus on is, is Tamar really, I think, got his best game as a Hoosier today. Um, really a good showing from him, really seeing him step up confidently on offense. I think that's the thing that's been missing from him is not the ability. He's got the ability. He certainly does. He was a highly recruited guy, um, and, and we've seen the skill set. It's just the the ability to to believe that he can do it. And you saw him attacking today. And he, he was four of six from three because he was stepping into them confidently. He attacked into the paint. He had four assists. Uh, you know, so he's dishing the ball out, setting other people up. Um, just really loved what I saw. And it really started with two breakaways. One was a layup and one was a dunk on I, I don't know if they're back-to-back plays, but it was right in that same uh time frame. And uh, and he just kind of took off from there. So Really good to see Tamar being aggressive because he's one of those guys we talked about preseason. If that guy is performing offensively, uh, this team's going to be pretty good because, you know, that second unit's going to be on fire. And and with he and Malik Renew possibly leading that second unit offensively, uh, Indiana's going to score a lot of points. And so seeing him break out today uh, was a really good, you know, was really good to see. And I think all three of these games he's played pretty well in after not doing much against Xavier. And so hopefully he can carry that momentum into the North Carolina game and those tougher games that, that are coming. He just gives a spark uh, athletically. I, I thought yeah. I'll add to that. I thought defensively was his best game. Uh, his stance, yeah. when you watch he, him, one, his stance. One the other. One yeah. the other for him. Absolutely. He's focused you, and locked in. He's, it, it and that is a key point. point there. You could tell he was locked in by, by not only what he was doing on offense, he was catch ready and he was shooting the ball without much hesitation, attacking and dishing, but he was locked in defensively too. He was in good stances. His movement on closeouts was some of the best that I've seen. And I think that was what limited him last year was not necessarily – um, his offensive ability, but not understanding defense and being able to shut people down. But he brings something uh, off the bench that obviously we're going to focus on offense, but he can bring a little bit of a, a defensive thing because I do – I've said way too many times that this the first unit sometimes struggles against small teams like this, guarding one through four when they're all quick yeah. guards. But Tamar can come in and add a dimension defensively. What did you think about the Hoosiers defensively um, uh, today, Ryan? I thought it was a little loose at times, and I think they really locked in about the what was it about? It, it was the you know eight eight minutes in or so, right. ten minutes. In. I'm not sure exactly when it was, but you mentioned it was nine nine at one point that first media timeout, and it seemed like as soon as the they started sprinkling in the second unit guys, and then went fully to the second unit, they really locked down and they made it real tough. At one point, it was a nineteen two run. I don't know what that ended up being. I just remember seeing the note that it was nineteen two. So. They, they really locked down. There were, there were no easy shots. And it was the same kind of stuff you saw last year from this team defensively. They just they, they cleared the boards, and they didn't let anybody buy them on drives. And when they did, they, they were intense enough to, to hustle and, and, and you know, uh, help out and then recover. And I just I, – they weren't giving up any easy shots to Jackson State for, for a solid stretch there. Then, you know, you get into the second half. You get, excuse me, end of the first half I didn't think was that great defensively. And then you get into the second half, and – they wind up, you know, putting their stamp on the game. And then, you know, after that, it's it's kind of a run and gun game. And, and so it got loose. But I thought when it needed to be in that point where they took control of the game, the defense was fantastic. 
And I think, you know, you you always mention, I, I, I think you're spot on. These early starts, whether it's a Saturday afternoon or, or today, a Friday, they're, they're tough. And you're coming yeah, off especially a – Especially after Thanksgiving. After, <laughs> after Thanksgiving, you know you have a big game. As much as you preach next game, and Coach Woodson does a good job of saying, we got Jackson State next. You know yeah. the whole university and the whole, whole Indiana uh, fan base uh, is looking forward to next Wednesday. But I did not see any uh, crack in their performance like this was just a, um, a walking through situation where they didn't take this game seriously. And I don't think, other than maybe the rough start, I don't think there was a lull. Indiana got done what it needed to do. No. Uh, Michigan only beat this team by 10 uh, yeah. two days ago. Uh, and I know you can't compare scores, but I, I thought they, their focus for the most part uh, was locked in today. Agree or disagree with that? Yeah, and I thought you know that slow start again is is a, I, I I always preach those early games on a on a on a weekend. Friday is essentially a Saturday because of of the vacation. This Friday is essentially a Saturday because of the vacation they've been on. But uh, those early games are are rough, and they're rough to get your body going, get get ready, and you know you're used to you're used to playing at night, and so your body has a you know, a uh, uh, muscle memory that it, it's ready to go at that time. So you got to get yourself up and going. So I thought they were a little flat off the start. Not terrible. I thought Reese Thompson came on pretty hot right, right off the bat. And I thought he was playing pretty well. But, um, you know, you saw the guard play wasn't as good to start. Maybe a little, you know, and then but then Xavier Johnson took it over once he got warmed up. And so, yeah, I, I do think those early starts just take a little bit of time to to get into the game sometimes and and uh they did and and then after that but i didn't think it was a lack of focus i just think it was a lack of being warmed up really and indiana's dealing with some uh injuries and players not playing and and getting some new rotations in and again they win a couple games uh 19 the other night uh they went against miami of ohio they're taking care of business despite not having their full complement of players i thought tjd uh was just a little stiff from whatever injury he has Uh, i was glad that they rested him And, and I'm glad that he played limited minutes, got some run in, got it worked out, now rehab over the weekend and, and try yeah. to be as fresh as possible. Interesting to see if Galloway plays next week, what, what kind of condition he'll be in after being a week out of play. I'm sure they're, they have him in the bike and in the cold tub yeah. and all that kind of stuff, trying to keep his conditioning up. But what's I nice is feeling, the, I, I get the feeling Galloway's going to be out a while. I, I don't – You really? I, I, I just get the vibe from what I'm hearing from people that it's, you know, I don't know what the specific injury is. I know they've said he has a sore knee, but I I've gotten the feeling that he's not close to playing. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just an impression I'm getting from talking to people. And and, and I have not heard, you hear the word precautionary, you think that he can come back, but maybe it's a little longer than just a a week. But the nice thing is this is where the depth really matters. Uh, You don't want to play 11, 12 guys in a rotation. We've talked about that forever, but depth is next man up. And obviously you want Trey uh, out there, uh, but guys have stepped up. If Tamar can play like he's playing, C.J. Gunn, not Galloway's type yet of player, but he can give six or seven minutes. Um, and Caleb, that's what, Caleb Banks has looked pretty good. That's what these games are for. Um, so I think Indiana got uh, what they needed, and there wasn't – the other night it got a little close until about the 10-minute mark, 11-minute mark, and X took over. Really? But basically – Indiana just took care of business. That's what good teams, top 10 teams do, is they take care of business. So coming up, um, we'll continue our breakdown of Indiana's victory over uh, Jackson State. I'll point out some meaningful moments. And I will play the right uh, outro there. Jeez, oh, Pete, I'm having a tough year so far. It's the day after Thanksgiving. But we'll go inside the numbers meaningful moment and not screw up segment two but you're listening to the assembly call stick with us
What's up, y'all? It's Devontae Green, giving you the green light to watch Assembly Call after every IU game. Just don't listen to their opinions about shot selection. Remember, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Go Hoosiers. And boy, did Indiana hit some shots today. You, you would have been happy playing uh, today. But anyway, you're listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips. We're breaking down Indiana's 90-51 to win over Jackson State, and it's now time for meaningful moments or moments that you might have missed, brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience Indiana University athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and friends. To learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. Uh, there's a lot of good moments that I think everyone saw today if you tuned in uh, to, to the Hoosiers. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out uh, one real quick. I, I think Coach Woodson has really done a nice job of coaching uh, so far, in-game coaching. And I don't have the time uh, stamp, but it was in the second half, and there was a timeout on the floor. And Jackson State had the ball coming out. But Coach Woodson designed a special play. That's right when he put TJD back in the game at about the five- or six-minute mark of the of the first half. And it was a nice set. He had uh, Hood Shafino. He had a wing run, what we call an Iverson cut, over the top of the, uh, of the elbow free throw lane. And then he got the ball to Hood Shafino on an elbow catch. And he faced up. And then a little backdoor quick lob in the post. TJD kind of fumbled it and didn't uh, execute the play, but it was well executed. And that was an example of what we hear all the time of Coach Woodson can draw up some good stuff coming out of timeouts. And, and that was some point that we wondered last year um, how he was doing. But I think so far this year, he's done an excellent job. And and Ryan Jarrett and I didn't talk about this uh, on the last game, but there were times against his buddy um, – at Little Rock that he coaches against. And he came out and played some zone for one possession out of a timeout to mess up his uh, um, fellow NBA veteran coach uh, on what they designed. I think one was coming out of halftime uh, when Little Rock. So I think one of my desires for Coach Woodson was that he put his thumb on the team a little bit more and managed the team a little bit more. He can't do it like the NBA where he just lets guys go. And I think you're seeing some evidence that he's really trying to find some spots. He's instructing. Uh, that was brought up on the podcast today on the fly. So I think Coach Woodson is doing something, uh, some some really good things with inside the game to help the Hoosiers uh, compete at a high level. Yeah, and um, it, he has been good at that since he's been at IU. And, and, and you know, since last year, they had some good out-of-bounds plays. They had some good sets coming out of timeouts and all that. You know, they're, they're the, the notable disappointments, and I think every coach gets a rag on that when it's, you know, you late in the game. You had a timeout, and you only – this is the offense you came up with. But guys have to execute, too. It's not necessarily always about what's drawn up. Um, but, no, it's been nice uh, to see that I think that he's got a roster now that he can do more things with, obviously. And I think that's going to make it easier for him to do that out of timeouts and out of stoppages. And, you know, if the team's down. We haven't really seen this much this year. But if the team's down and they need a, you know, need to call a timeout, you know, negative run, and you can draw something up to get an easy basket to sort of settle things down, that's going to come in handy against, you know, the, 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 in the bigger games they're going to play. And, and, you know, he's going to have to think about conserving some timeouts but what I like in these games, there were a couple moments, that t I think one tonight and one against Little Rock, where the play wasn't what he wanted. I think this time it was some shot selection issues that he takes a timeout and, and gets on the guys. And, and I think those, 
those types of things in these games are very meaningful because you're teaching so that they make better decisions come North Carolina, Arizona, Kansas, uh, that you don't have to take those timeouts. And so I think he's done a, a really good job. And the other meaningful moment for me is the number of times individuals have had maybe a, a bad defensive possession or a turnover and then immediately make the next play. Uh, there's not a whole lot of head hanging on this team that they go back. Uh, Xavier Johnson had a silly turnover on a wing pass, takes a charge uh, on the other end. Geronimo uh, on defense lost his guy two straight times, gives up a three, but then all of a sudden he, he gets a block, dives on the floor, steal for a dunk, uh, immediately right after. So this program right now, you're going to have adversity within a game. It's how you handle it if you're going to become a champion. Uh, you want to coach and play to perfection, but when you have mistakes, do you bounce back? And today there were several times where I wrote something down that I thought was off, and then all of a sudden I kind of scratched it out because the individual made a play right afterwards um, th- that got it back. Within the game, Jalen hood Shafino has struggled a couple times with his shot. He ends up, I think, with uh, multiple assists. Again, we talked uh, on a Little Rock game, not one of his better games because we see the shots and the points. But he does a lot of the other little things. He doesn't let that affect him. Uh, and I think all of these um, young men that are playing right now are really good at bouncing back within the game. Yeah. One, one moment that I thought was, was key, Coach, was they were up, uh, I think it was 38-19. And uh, Race Thompson with about 237 left in the first half nailed a three-pointer. And yes. I thought that was huge. Just to, to see him stroke that with confidence – and uh, I don't know what it is about the headband, man. But ever since he's put that thing on, he's looking like a different player. And to see him to see him knock down that three with confidence was was a big deal for Indiana because that that's got to come. I mean, there are going to yeah. be games against the better teams, and they're going to slack off of him and force him to shoot that, and he's got to make them. He doesn't have to make four a game, but you know, one here, one there uh, will go a long way to opening things up for Indiana. And we've always talked about races form is is it's solid. Fine. It's yeah. just the fact that sometimes I think he thinks about whether he should shoot or not. The, the first game, it's confidence. It's I, confidence. I forget was exhibition or something where Hood Shafino just hit him on a pick and pop, and he didn't hesitate. Good footwork, one two step, follow through, swish swish, hit two threes. Sometimes I, he's open. He's like, should I throw it inside? Should I reverse it? No, I'm going to shoot it. Well, by that Ooh. time, you're out of rhythm. He needs to shoot rhythm yeah. threes. I thought that shot not flat footed. Yeah, not flat. Yeah, not fla- yeah, uh, yeah. Get up in the air and do that. And um, but, uh, yeah, it's good to see. I think this week's been really good um, for, for Race uh, Thompson. Agreed. So, so um, let's go I- inside the numbers and uh, let's let's talk shooting um, because we usually talk shooting, I love to talk shooting. On, on the back end, right? Uh, today was a pretty good uh, day shooting for the Indiana Hoosiers. As um, I call up the stats here, they shot 45.5%. That should be the discount. Um you know, for home field apparel for uh, to the rest of the today is 45% off. Indiana shoots 45.5%, 75% from the free throw line. So they are very capable of doing that. Some uh, individuals, obviously Xavier Johnson, outstanding when he can step in and shoot four, four of eight uh, today. Tamar Bates, four of six. Your thoughts on Indiana's shooting performance, volume of threes made Jared Morris text like crazy. Very happy happy today. And it's his anniversary, but I think he's more happy about the volume of threes maybe. I would agree. This is the happiest day of his life. Um, no, I, I first half five of fourteen. 
Uh, and then the second half, they really clean. And that was 35%, which is for this team, is, if you're, they're hitting 35%, you feel pretty good about it if they're shooting a number of them. Uh, but second half, they were five of eight, 62%. I don't think that percentage is going to hold moving forward. But, you know, it, it was nice to see. And, uh, yeah, Tamar Bates, again, we talked about him off the top. But, he, you know, he was just stepping in confidently to his threes. And, and when he hesitates and when he questions it, you can see his whole body shift right. as he shoots. When he's stepping in and jumping towards the hoop, they go in. And uh, Miller Cop hit one as well. And, and those two that Xavier Johnson hit early in the game were enormous. I mean, that, that what this game, again, I don't think they lose this game without that or anything, you know, or, or a struggle. But it really, it, it, it got the momentum starting off, started offensively. And, you know, that just shows how important the three-point line is. You know, you hit two of those, you can change the momentum of the game. You know, you make it a six-point swing uh, as opposed to a two- or four-point swing. Uh, those threes are important, and they also do, you know, change momentum. You knock down a big three, it can really add to a lot of momentum. It's the same as a dunk, you know, a big breakaway dunk or something like that. That can really have a, an effect on your opponent and you, and your bench. They that that is such a uh, an important uh, part too, because there's the strategy and the stats and all of those things about three point shooting. But man, they get the crowd going, the, the energy, you know, uh, X turns and talks trash to the bench. Oh, that's Xavier, and he gets a technical yeah. um, for not even doing anything. But they are important because you need to build momentum through throughout the game. Very rarely are you going to play 40 minutes uh, of incredible basketball from the start to the finish. you got to pick yourself up from a, a minute lull, a two-minute lull, or even longer. And when you get a key three, and I really like those transition threes for yeah. that very reason because you've made a stop on one one end you've outlet now you drive down and hit a three and that that just it, it creates a um but again you know I still think you're going to see cop hit a couple more he didn't have a whole lot of opportunities I do think Hood Shafino is good for a three here and there and he will get yeah. out of his when he gets his legs and gets his elevation that's when his shot's the best he t he's right now hunting shots he's not he's not a catch and shoot guy he's, yeah. a, he's a one dribble pull up in rhythm kind of guy yeah and, and you see that from mid-range for him, but he'll start hitting from three. Coach, what I mean, I, maybe my favorite number today is 23 assists and 10 yeah. turnovers. That was where I, I was mean, going next, too. Yeah, 23 assists on 34 makes um, and and 10, only 10 turnovers. Yeah, we, we talked the other day. Um, watch the guard, the point guard, or the ball handler assist. Galloway's been a part of this when he played. But if you have the four ball handlers that Coach Woodson talks about, Tamar Bates, uh, Xavier Johnson, and Hood Shafino, those three today had 14 assists, and I think they had three turnovers. That That's over seven to one. Good college basketball is two to three to one from your point guard's play. So our three ball handlers were 14 to three on, on the assist to turnover, and they were four of ten. They were – uh, eight of 16, 50% from three. Like, again, it, competition matters, yeah. and you're playing Jackson State. So, you, you know, we got to see that, you know, in, this next stretch is really going to be the telltale sign of all of these statistics. But you didn't take the day off, uh, which you could yeah. have and won by 10, 11, kept them in it the ball wasn't, game. It wasn't workmanlike either. It didn't no. feel like a slog. They, they went and they did what they were supposed to do, got the bench guys in. And I'll say this, Coach. And, and and credit to Mike Woodson here is that it, you know in the preseason or the the non-conference season last year was completely different than this because they weren't getting guys in they weren't yep. getting these guys run they weren't getting playing you're seeing it already these guys who are on the bench and playing I mean CJ got like Caleb Banks looks he's only played he's played a couple games and not that much and every game he looks better 
Right. And, and you're seeing that, you know, CJ Gunn has kind of been up and down a little bit, but Malik is playing better. I mean, he had a up and down game today, but I'm sure he's still smarting from that injury the other night. Um, but every time these guys get on the floor, they're getting more experience and they're getting better. And, and that's, what's going to happen. And you've got these guys in your back pocket. When Trey Galloway goes down, you've got CJ Gunn has some experience and Caleb Banks can come in and you, you know, there's just the depth that you need to take advantage of because there's no point of having that guy on scholarship. If he's sitting on the end of the bench and isn't going to play at all, unless you're redshirting it, you know, you got to get these guys in, get them ready to play because, you know, little injuries happen. And we've seen that with Indiana so far. Some guys are banged up and, and you're going to need those extra, those extra bodies uh, and, come big template. And you feel a little comfortable with banks and guns. So maybe coach feels a little yeah. comfortable with them too. Last year it's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, do I want to put, you know, Durr in the game? Do I want to put yeah. people in the game? But you I felt like you're gambling. Yeah. We talked all along that come end of the year race was race was just dead tired at the end of the yeah. year. Trace had a lull there at the end of the year. He picked it back up in the big 10 tournament, but we've talked about get him, get some run in these games and then get him out. And, and yeah. coach Woodson has done that. And that's a credit to coach, but it's also a credit to, to the players being talented uh, that, that he's and taking advantage in. of taking advantage of their opportunities too. Yeah. I, Here's 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 a really good number for you, Coach. It's uh, without looking. Who led the team in plus minus today? Oh my goodness! Oh, it's right over here. I won't look. Don't but, look. But there were some really good numbers. Um, yeah. It, it's it's not any of the big three. It's not Trace nope. Jackson Davis. I know that. Um, and you're gonna and, and everyone's gonna probably go to Tamar. Um, who I, I don't know. I don't. It's know. a big number too. It's a. Jordan Geronimo was plus 34 in 20 Holy minutes. cow. <laughs> and uh, Jalen was second with plus 29. Yeah. He, and, he played through most of those big stretches. But yeah. And, and plus credit 34 for Jordan Geronimo. Credit the second unit, unit but the, the time the starters took over was exa- uh, the Xavier game too. So you wonder yeah. again, you know, uh, what's going to happen when we start playing the North Carolinas, the Arizonas, wow, we'll but uh, which well, you know, the gonna... bench has, has played, has played together and has gotten yeah. some run together. So and the 16 minutes that uh, Caleb Banks got are just, you have to get game minutes. You can yeah. practice all you want, uh, but game minutes matter. And, and he won't get that type of minutes against North Carolina if he gets any, but when he's called upon, I do think you're going to see CJ Gunn start working his way in a little bit more just because he has that offensive ability. The ability uh, to shoot. And he's looked pop. good on defense. He's yes. looked pretty solid on defense. Uh, doesn't um, look like he's got a big learning curve. Also, yes. one last one last number for me is 49, yep. bench, 49 bench points out of 90 points. That's huge. So yep. good to see these guys in there and taking advantage. All right. So coming up on assembly call, we're going to hand out our game balls and Hoosier Hustle Award. Discuss any lingering questions and uh, look ahead to Indiana's upcoming opponent, North Carolina. That's next here on the Assembly Call. Stick with us. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Nick Zeisloft. I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. On a day where Indiana shot 45%, we need to bring a couple shooters in for the uh, intro music. Uh, guys that can hit the three. It seems to be rubbing off. But you're listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Uh, catch us live following every IU basketball game, uh, plus most uh, Thursday nights. We didn't have one last night on Thanksgiving, obviously. But go to our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email uh, newsletter. Over 9,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. Join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips, and we're breaking down Indiana's 90-51 to win over Jackson State. It's now time for our game balls, which are presented by our friends at Bloom Environmental, where Allie and James and the crew help folks in southern and central, south-central Indiana maintain healthy air quality in their home or business. Learn more at www.bloomenviro.com. And when you mention this ad, you get 23% off all their testing services. That's 23% off in honor of TJD. All right, uh, Ryan, start us off. Who gets your game ball? You know, I think there are two two potential answers here, but I'm going to go with Tamar Bates. I, I really thought that his offense was a, a huge lift to Indiana today, and it was great seeing him break out career high. You know, 8 of 11 from the field for Tamar, 4 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2. He's become a really good free throw shooter, by the way. He, he's almost automatic at the free throw line, 2 of 2 from there. I had two rebounds, four assists, no turnovers. Um, and, and really his energy sparked uh, a, a few runs, uh, especially with some of those breakouts where he ran the floor and got a, got a, got a pitch ahead. He had a, a layup and a, and a dunk in pretty short succession in the first half as they were making that big run. And I thought he was great defensively too. So I, I got him uh, winning the game ball. I think that, you know, there's another guy you could point to, but I, I'm going with him. That other guy you could point to is Xavier Johnson. I, I just thought he's been dominant the last two games. He was dominant against Xavier. He seems to find he has seemed to find that last season flow, uh, Big Ten tournament, and last seven games uh, that I think you know he can be mentioned. I'll, I'll go over his six of eleven, four of eight from three, uh, four assists to only one turnover, and, and I think he could be considered. But I'm going with Tamar. Like yeah. that's the Tamar that we've been waiting for. That's the Tamar yeah. Bates that that is going to help Indiana win some of these big games and win the Big Ten tournament and advance uh, in the NCAA's. Uh, but Tamar just outstanding. Eight of eleven. Um, you know, four assists and no turnovers, as you said. Just an outstanding game, and it's just good to see him play on both ends, as as we talked um, earlier. So uh, Tamar Bates uh, gets uh, our game ball uh, for the Jackson state game and uh now all 
Hi, this is native Hoosier Anthony Leo. I pride myself on hustling every second I'm on the court. So it's an honor to present this episode's Hoosier Hustle Award, sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Their goal is to provide whatever level of safety and protection you're looking for. And just like hustle can't be measured by stats, but is often the difference between winning and losing, the prevention of bad outcomes can't be adequately measured either. But it can still have a huge impact on your bottom line and peace of mind. So let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. All right, a lot of hustle today, which was good to see the day after Thanksgiving and for an early start. Uh, Ryan, I think we can go a couple directions um, with this. I'm going to go Xavier Johnson uh, just for his outstanding play. And and I've been telling people, too, his stats are great and his shooting today is great, but I think his effort defensively was absolutely incredible. It's been that way since uh, all season that he can just lock down and and create a lot of havoc. And I I just think, you know, the the play today I mentioned earlier, he makes a sloppy turnover on an entry pass close to Indiana's bench, but then he hustles back down, cuts off the guy baseline, gets in position, takes a charge. That's what you want for for a Hoosier Hustle Award. There was a lot of them, um, but I'm going to go with um, Xavier Johnson for my Hoosier Hustle Award. Uh, Who gets yours? Uh, X, absolutely. I I thought that um, his effort, and again, you were right, he's the other choice for the game ball, but his effort on both ends, his effort defensively, I mean, it gets it gets overlooked because of, of what he does offensively and how he runs the point and all that. But his effort defensively is is excellent all the time. Even last year when he was, you know, struggling to open the season, his effort defensively was always there. Whether it was smart effort, you know, that was was the question. But he's always uh, he's always willing to do it. It, it seems like he takes pride in that end and. Uh, it shows on the court and, uh, you know, seeing his offense rise to the level it has has been uh, really impressive. So uh, I got him with, with the hustle award also just because he really sparked that run that, that helped them take the lead. And I think Geronimo uh, could have been in consideration Would for have been that number two. Yeah. as well with the steel dunk and, and the dive on the floor. Again, I, I after he made a, a couple of errors defensively, he just came back and got it back again. And that's what you want uh, uh, from players uh, so our updated totals, uh, game game ball totals, uh, Trace Jackson Davis leads with three and then one each uh, for Renew. Uh, Xavier Johnson and now Tamar Bates joins in the game ball uh, total. Our total for the Hoosier Hustle Award, uh, Jordan Geronimo has two, uh, Xavier Johnson now with two, uh, C.J. Gunn with one, and Race Thompson with one. Good to see uh, the hustle uh, from your Indiana Hoosiers. So now it's time for a lingering question. Is there anything that's uh, left over after this week's games uh, of the Hoosier classic, whatever the, the, you know, tournament uh, exempt tournament that Indiana just ran through what's, what's left uh, open in your mind? Uh, just health. I, I, I want to see how healthy they are coming this week. They had a couple days off now before that big North Carolina game. Uh, how healthy are they? Is, is Trace going to start looking like Trace again? I mean, he didn't. He doesn't look bad. He just doesn't look dominant because of that stiffness in his back. It's, it's clear. I don't know what the injury is exactly, but you can tell he's just kind of not comfortable out there. So we got to get him healthy. Uh, Malik Renu looked fine. 
you know, he after he struggled the other night, uh, he 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 looked fine today. Um, maybe didn't have as good a game, so maybe he's a little banged up. But and then there's a Trey Galloway. You know, what's the verdict there uh, with his health? But I think that's the big one. And then just also, how does the bench react in a big game? The bench has played really well in these, you know, uh, lower tier against lower tier opponents. How do they play, you know, under the big bright lights against uh, North Carolina? Because they didn't do much against Xavier. Uh, that was the bench didn't really do anything against Xavier. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform uh, on the big stage. And I'll just piggyback on that. I guess my lingering question is how much faith does Coach Woodson have in a game uh, like we're going to see on Wednesday with going uh, uh, how deep will he go, how much trust will he have uh, in guys off the bench. Uh, He really tightened the bench in that Xavier game. uh, And really, you you don't want to call it a must win, but it it really kind of was a must win to get Indiana uh, in consideration for a top seed uh, coming down and, and, and getting people to really buy into the improved Indiana team, but will will he continue to uh, – has Tamar Bates earned uh, some minutes, which I think uh, the answer for me would be yes, uh, especially if Galloway, as you mentioned with the injury factor, is is there. And I still – I'm still concerned a little bit with, with the, the starting lineup's ability to guard the bounce. Now, um, North yeah. Carolina, the next opponent, has a couple of bigs, which really fits us a little bit better because then race can guard someone a little more – like race, and then I think he's an outstanding defender in that situation. Um, but we played some teams with a lot of speed and a lot of small, and 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 goes with Miller Cop as well. Miller Cop's out there to shoot the ball, and he's done a great job of it. Um, yeah. But he, you know, he's you, over fifty percent this year. So. Yeah, he's done a great job. My lingering question is: Is he going to be isolated and drive opportunities by opponents? And how how do you? give him the help or how much does he play in certain situations? I think that's just a lingering question for me um, trying to be uh, as fair as possible because I think there are stretches when that first unit is that there's a little, there's been lulls so far in the first six games at times. And then there's been other times where it's played extremely well. I'd like to see that smooth out uh, a little bit from game to game. Um, what do you know about North Carolina? What should we uh, know? We don't have Andy here, who's the the guru and all this stuff, so we can just kind of ad lib a little bit of a talk about next Wednesday, uh, a big game in, in Assembly Hall uh, with uh, North Carolina coming to Bloomington. Your thoughts? Yeah, man, it's it's going to be a great atmosphere. It always is. Uh, I think Indiana has won the last two times they faced North Carolina in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at home, and. Uh, Look, I think I think it's going to be fun. Uh, they're the top team in the nation right now, and and they're still number one, right? I mean, they haven't. Yeah, I believe so. Off that, and and so you know, it's it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think Indiana will be ranked a little higher by the time that comes around. And look, they're a great team. They got a great young coach. I think Hubert Davis is is outstanding, and uh, you know, took them to the national title game last year. Uh, you know, and and they got some key people back, so. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. You could play Indiana could play great and still not win the game. Uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of caliber of opponent you're facing. So I, I think that the atmosphere and everything and the way this team's playing and having Trace Jackson Davis there, I, I think that they can pull this out, uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a great basketball. Yeah, Indiana is going to have to play its best. North Carolina has not played well. A lot of close games to uh, opponents, um, that, that aren't in their uh, their league, well, not the conference, but not not in their quality of play, and and so they haven't gelled yet, and and that's scary because then you wonder if they're just waiting for a, a, a real big game. They're playing out in um, 
in one of the classics, too. That's another thing to think about. They're going to play three games in three days, I believe, out in Portland and then have to come into Bloomington on Wednesday. That could be an advantage uh, for Indiana with only, I think they'll be done uh, playing on Friday. Uh, they'll have a few days to rest there, but still that's three big games out um, in their event. Uh, and, and, you know, so just like UCLA the year before made a nice run to the Final Four and then came back and it took them a half a season to get going, uh, you might be seeing a North Carolina team that's not at its peak uh, uh, quite yet. Uh, but Indiana can't believe that. they got to believe they're facing the number one team, the the team that uh, uh, was in the championship game last year and, and come out. I think they match up uh, rather well. There's no glaring mismatch, I think, when you match up with, with their perimeters versus ours and, and so forth. So it'll be uh, a game. If you have tickets, get there and be loud. I think it's a whiteout. Uh, so at home, wear white. Uh, everywhere in Indiana, uh, wear your white. If you're going to the game, make sure – uh, that you wear white. I believe I will be in Assembly Hall on Media Row uh, that night. Uh, I'm going to wear white, uh, but no IU stuff. I'm just going to wear a plain white just because, you know, I can't cheer, but I, I but I will be there. But you're listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show where Indiana uh, defeated Jackson State 90-51. to Remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. Use uh, their promo code for Black Friday, or uh, if you've already used that, our uh, well, the first purchase you get home uh, for 15%, then go to use the Black Friday uh, promo code, but just go to Home Field Apparel nonetheless. It's uh, time for last call. Ryan, your thoughts here on uh, today's performance and anything for the first six games uh, of this season? Well, Indiana didn't step on a rake in these three games. You know, they they, they were able to uh, to do what they needed to do, get some uh, guys in, get some more guys' experience, and, and take care of business. And, and a couple guys really stepped up and played pretty well over the last couple games. So uh, it's been nice after that Xavier game to sort of let these guys work on some things. And, uh, you know, these aren't, these aren't practices, but it, there's a lot of practice that can go into them. And, and so to, to take these three games the way they were supposed to look exactly how they're supposed to in them uh, and not really struggle very much was, was nice to see. Uh, let's get everybody healthy and, and let's, uh, let's rock and roll against North Carolina on Wednesday. Not all 6-0 starts are equal. I thought Indiana's 6-0 start has been really good, including today's game, where they came in and took care of business and never had a scare uh, from some of these teams uh, other than the Xavier game, which was a, a big quality game on the road. So thanks for joining us. Almost 300 people, and we might have passed 300 people at one point on a Black Friday when the USA is playing England uh, on, on soccer. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, keep rooting on your Indiana Hoosiers. We're going to get out of here so you can watch the second half uh, of that game and, and just uh, enjoy uh, the weekend. So um, if you want to see us uh, do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash assemblycall.com. And don't forget to join um, us at uh, joinassemblycall.com for our free email newsletter. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show Special thanks to John Ringer of RigDesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Wednesday to talk uh, with you about another victory. Until then. Take it from me, Freddie Max Wayne Jr. Keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim. And, man, go up and dunk the ball. Go Hoosers. <laughs> thanks, Freddie. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. There you go. You're muted. So let's go watch this game. Yep. Have a good one, Ryan. Take care, bud.
All right, later, guys. Yep. We'll see you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.